G'day everyone and welcome to another edition of Tuesday Night Live brought to you by Crowcast of course. A big night tonight with a few things happening as we head into trade week so without any further ado why don't we just get straight into it shall we? And welcome to Tuesday Night Live this 5th of October 2021 and day one or day two technically of trade week. Uh, Tons to talk about, a bit in it for the crows at the moment. So uh, let's get straight into it and welcome my usual cohort for uh, Tuesday Night Live. Peter, how are you? Fine. Good evening. How are you? I'm well. Now, Peter, for those listening, is uh, down, where are you? South Coast somewhere. Down the south coast at school holidays, so we're down here just for a few days away. So I do apologise if the audio is not great. Um, I haven't got my usual setup, so I do apologise for that. Never mind, uh, but making up for that and just making his debut uh, on Tuesday Night Live for 2021, none other than Macca. How are you going, Mac? Oh, I'm in an illustrious company here, mate. I'm, I'm in the big time. Maker, I'm excited. When did we last cast together? It, it, I mean, this is a this is a watershed moment. It's probably two or three years ago, mate. And um, I used to love it when you were on because you, you used to actually keep me in line a little bit. <laughs> is that really? No, it's true? good to hear, voice, mate. <laughs> no, I lied. I lied just to make him feel good. Yeah, yeah. No, look, it's great to have you along, Mac. Uh, I know you've been itching for this time of the year with uh, your draft machinations and your deep deep knowledge of where we sit <laughs> list wives and yes, uh, I am. so uh I, I couldn't have kept you away even if i wanted to i don't think <laughs> look welcome to everyone who's joined us on discord and also on youtube don't forget uh there's probably plenty to talk about so if you've got something to say or you want to add your two cents or tell us we're a bunch of idiots uh, get around it on uh, Discord Live Studio audience. Put your hand up and we will get you on board. Um, plenty already joining us in chat and I'm sure plenty more will join us throughout the cast. Okay. Bit going on before we get to the main event. Um, Mac? What's going on? <laughs> We've had one trade done so far, haven't we? Um... Adelaide? No, not Adelaide. Well, the, AF, oh, AFL, no, the competition. Oh, yes, uh, Kruger um, went to Collingwood. Um, yeah, that was, uh, but that's a very minor one, very minor. There's a lot of uh, lot of uh, posturing going on at the moment. There's a few uh, a few blokes being bandied around. Let's see if we can uh, just run through it real quick. Pendlebury re-signed with Collingwood, so he's not going anywhere. Um... That's Jason Horn. We don't care about him anymore. Peter Laddams is an interesting one. Um, the power don't want him, but they want to pick a first-round pick for him. That's interesting. <laughs> well, it, it's classic Port Speak, though, isn't it? Yep. 
it is. Uh, Sydney look to be slightly interested. Um, and there might be one or two others as the uh, week goes on. Uh, what else have we got? Um, blah, 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 blah. Uh, the Tigers are... I think what we're hearing from you, Fane, is that we're hearing from you that there's not that much happening. And that is, seems to be the news story of trade this year, is that there's not a lot happening, is there? And, then, wow. and I reckon they're scrambling for news stories. Uh, yeah, Hewitt's gone... That's the other one I was thinking of. Hewitt's gone to Carlton. Pending trade, of course. Yeah, he was an unrestricted agent, yeah. Yeah, he's a free agent, I think. Oh, yeah, so that's happened. Uh, Kruger, as you mentioned, from Geelong over to Collingwood. That's uh, an interesting one. Uh, yeah, you're right, Pete. There's not a lot going on. <laughs> it's but, and that, you know, and I think that it informs the kind of crap that's coming out from uh, places like Trade Radio to try and generate clicks, I think. Oh, yeah. I reckon, you know... Fane, with your, hum, can I humbly ask with your permission that we get Macca to get that great big hairy one wood out right from the outset and just give us a little bit of a talk about the list and what actually, when we're looking, it's just really important, I think, when we're looking at what Adelaide may or may not do and, yeah. and all the machinations that may follow, it'll be, and, and I'm, I'm going to put my hand up straight away and you both know this, that I'm shocking when it comes to understanding the list and the positions and what we've actually got and what we can actually fit in and, you know, what's happening with Davis and Rock. and So I reckon it would be great. I don't know if you, how you feel, Fane, but I reckon it would be great if Macca could just talk us through how many people are we looking at acquiring and draft picks and all that stuff. I like it. Macca, you got your piece of paper ready? Well, no, I can do it out of my head, mate. Get the one head. wood out, Macca. Come on, mate. Yeah. Tee it up on the first, straight down the middle. Yeah. Tell us about so where actually, we stand list-wise. Yeah, what actually happened is that we started the season off with the maximum number of players possible, which is 26. Uh, uh, not 26, 36. Oh, just six. hit it into the trees first up. Come on, yeah. Matt. No, that was, he's driving on a sandwich. Well, <laughs> I was using the putter, actually. but uh, uh, 36 uh, on the main list. Uh, we had six on the rookie list, and we course, had two Category 2 rookies. Um, when we got rid of Stengel, that left us uh, with 35-6, and uh, we were allowed to take an extra rookie in the mid-season draft to compensate for that. So we actually had something that you won't, can't really have, so they will make up their own rules as they go. But we had, at that stage, we had 35-7 and two B, Category B rookies. Yes. And we were, we were trying to actually sort this out the other day, weren't we, on air? But once you sit down and trace it all through, that, that's actually what happened. Um, so the situation is that uh, we've actually got uh, three gone from our main list, so down to 32. And if we go back to uh, what we wanted to do, we would actually be able to take four in the draft and, and one, go, of course, Dawson uh, would take up one spot, so that would leave three. Uh, but that also would leave us, if we uh, keep O'Connor, and if we keep Davis, that would leave us with no rookie space at all whatsoever. Correct. So, so where we sit at the moment is uh, with the players that have been de delisted um, or, yeah, just basically delisted or gone as a free agent, we're, we've got uh, room for four on the main list and room for zero on the rookie list. So to me, I would be thinking that O'Connor and Davis 
both could be in trouble. Uh, explain that a little bit more, Mac. Well, basically, because um, if we're in a situation where we have to give Sydney, we're going to give uh, a pick out of our lot to Sydney, that only leaves us with three, uh, but we may have to give perhaps a combination of picks to Sydney if, we take, maybe if that's two. Um, but uh, uh, so it still, still only leaves the, still the same situation. It was, uh, it's more really about people rather than picks. So, sorry, uh, going back to the fact is that Dawson uh, takes up one of the four, no matter what combination we do, and that leaves us with the ability to put three more on our main list. Now, if we were to get rid of um, O'Connor... Yes. And if we were to get rid of Davis, that would leave one position on the rookie list, and we always like to take one or two rookies. Um, if, and I think what we may well do, we might be sliding one of Butts um, or Keys, and they are both on the rookie list. So Let me, let me uh, just get this straight, Matt, because I did a bit of a squad list, and I've got the uh, who I think, well, who footy I think are the rookies. Let me just run through. Ball Ace Category B, Butts is a rookie. Yep. Ben Davis is a rookie. Yep. Mitch Hinge is a rookie. Uh, he might be he uh, rookie or main list. He might be he, main list. He'd have, on the, he'd have to be on the main list, wouldn't he? Cause he, he got, um, yeah, Hinge is main list. All right, he signed, well, he was a list of free agents. Yep. Let's just, uh, well, yeah, um, bloody footy wire got him as a rookie. So let's change that one because I want to make sure we've got our little list right here. Um, where are you, Mitch? No, you're not a rookie. Go away. All right. Uh, ben Keys, rookie. Yep. Lockie Murphy. He's my he's, he's not main. A bloody rookie, for God's sake. He's on the uh, Tariq's a, a cat too. Uh, Parnell. Parnell's a rookie. Yep. Uh, Kieran Strawn. He's a rookie. Rookie. So who have I got left? Who have I left out? Anyone? Uh, O'Connor. Borlo's no, category B. New Church and Borlo's are category uh, category B rookies. They don't come into it. Yep. So by my calculations, then we have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Two category Bs, six category As. Correct. Correct. I thought that's exactly what I said. Yep. Yep. Beautiful. Now that's good. That means I've got my little list sorted now. Um, for the people that are watching at home uh, on YouTube, you can have a look there. I've got the uh, got the list up. Um, so we have we... to take three picks in the main draft, is that right? Yeah, that's yeah. correct. Yes, but that can include rookie upgrades, correct, Matt? Yes, we could actually... You only have to take one at the draft and you're allowed to have two rookie upgrades. But you must, mm. have, but you must have three. Yeah. You must have three. But two of them can be rookie upgrades. Yeah, and that's why that's personally why I think Davis and O'Connor they're sitting on them because I think there's a chance we only take one pick this year. Well, I'd be surprised if that were to be the case because we always like to take a spec pick. So um, I, I would think that even if we can get down to the stage where 
uh, we don't have a lot of low pitch, and we, we'd still probably take a, a spec because we've done that historically. Yeah. Well, the other issue, of course, is too that um, there's uh, Dudley's an NGA, isn't he, Pete? He is indeed, as is um, Blano Lachlan. Yeah. So there's a couple of um, a couple of lads there that we might want to pick up from the NGA. Well, that, uh, particularly. Uh, the Miller O'Loughlin one, because he, he's a very, very good lad and um, very, very talented player. But uh, uh, I don't think we'll get a chance to get hold of him. Yeah. Firewalker on the chat saying that Reed pretty much said they aren't taking the NGAs, which is interesting. So, well, Maka, sorry, you're talking, yeah, were you on. talking about Miller, um, um, Wanganee Miller there? We... Sorry? Were you talking about when you said about O'Loughlin? You said you said Miller or O'Loughlin? Um, so yeah, go on. There's Blaine O'Loughlin, who's the NGA prospect, and there's Nazia Wanganee Miller, who's the guy that will probably oh, go. Yeah, yeah. I'm getting mixed up. Yeah, sorry, yeah. I'm getting mixed up with him. Yeah, apologies. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, that's right. Just clarify. But um, I think. The situation really revolves on around. Uh, there's two things that revolves around, in my opinion. Uh, the first one is uh, obviously Dawson and bloody Carlton. I mean, Carlton ruined everything that they get involved in, and they are causing the problem for us at the moment with Dawson because they went straight out and said, "We'll give you six for Chera." Uh, immediately, they've set a very high standard for. Uh, draft and uh, normally uh, you'd you'd be dragged kicking and screaming to give six for chair normally, <laughs> but not bloody Carlton. And uh, you know I did a compar quick comparison between chair. I did a quick comparison with his history and, and against Dawson and chair seventy six games, um, and he's twenty two years of age. Dawson sixty four games, and he's twenty four years of age. Um, the one good thing, Dason, Dawson's got really in favour. He's 192 centimetres, six foot four. So he's a, look, he's a very, very nice side. In terms of their performances, last year both of them averaged 17 uh, possessions a game, and this year both of them averaged 23 possessions a game. So you can see why Sydney is saying, well, look, if they're going to give six for Seton Chera, we're entitled to get a top ten at least for Buddy uh, Dawson. So as I said, it's Buddy Carlton causing the problem. Well, yes and no. Uh, the, the simple fact is that they're two completely different trade situations and uh, what Carlton don't have, um, that Adelaide do have, is PSD leverage. Correct. That's uh, yeah. absolutely correct. And, and that, whether Sydney likes it or not, that actually has an impact on proceedings because it's, it's probable, almost certain, that if uh, we structured the offer to, to Jordan correctly and front-loaded it, um, we basically um, we price out uh, two of the teams in front of us, Gold Coast and GWS, and North are probably going to use their PSD on, on somebody else. So, uh, so he's going to get us in the PSD anyway. I, I, I think, and we may as well dovetail into this conversation now about Geordie, um, because the news today was, of course, that the, Bulldo uh, the Crows and the Bulldogs had an in-principle agreement 
uh, to do a trade for the Bulldog 17 to offer for Sydney. Um, personally, that pisses me off because I think 23 under the circumstances is quite sufficient. Um, but uh, given that we've actually gone to the trouble of trying to upgrade our second rounder to a first rounder, pick 17, um, and I think we actually also offered a 22 second or third rounder uh, as part of the deal, and the news came uh, late this afternoon that Sydney have actually knocked that back. Now, to me... Sydney knocking that 17 in a future second or a future third, whatever it was, that's us done as far as I'm concerned. Mm. I don't, I don't think we have to try any harder. Your thoughts, Pete? Well, I think that's right, Pete, and I think that, that was, that's actually been reported. I think John Ralph, in, in his trade reviews for the day, looking at Twitter late today, he's reported that, that, um, that Adelaide have now sat with that. But the point... The issue for Sydney is, is is that as I read it, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, I don't think that that offer is going to sit there for the whole of trade period because I don't think the Western Bulldogs, because we've made it clear that we only want that pick seventeen if it's going to get absolutely correct. So I think that I think what I think what we've said that there's a timeline on it, and that we're not going to just um, well, the Bulldogs aren't just going to allow that to just sort of sit in the air for. For ten days or eight days, they're going to go. If they if that if that's not used, they're going to go to another club because they yep. need the points for Darcy. Yeah, absolutely right, absolutely right. But, and you're quite right. It won't sit there for very long. And uh, you know, we might be able to stall it for a day or two. It probably might be off uh, the table tomorrow. And if somebody else uh, comes flying in and uh, sees, well, that's a, that's a good pick to get hold of. So, um, but I reckon maximum a couple of days, and then maybe. They might allow us that, but um, I think it's. A, I think what we were offering was absolutely fair. And as I said, Carlton have brewed the whole bloody thing by, with Chera. Uh, but uh, from our point of view, the guy's two years older. He's yes, he's on a very high de- developmental uh, uh, path at the moment. But um, he he's going home, and they don't really have many defensive weapons. That's their main problem. And, and we do. We always have the fallback of the PSD. Yeah, you know, front load the contract yeah. so that it, it's such a, a level that nobody will take it in in the three picks prior to us. Yeah. Um, and and it may well. And I think it could well get to that because um, when I you know when I saw the what's the ex Sydney the Sydney guy? He was, I think he's an ex Geelong player, or whatever. Um, carrying Tom on there. Powell. Yeah, Tom Harley carrying on as if to say, you know, we want it to be, we want to be respected and, and uh, make this a proper thing and and the offer to be decent in, and and uh, reflect what he's worth. We talk about trading, you know, when you're trading, everybody's out for themselves to get what they can. They want the most that they can get, and we want the least that we have to give. So don't come on that. That's bullshit. That stuff that he was coming well, on with. What do they say? A fair trade is usually one where neither side is a hundred percent happy. Well, that's correct. That is absolutely correct. And I, I feel the like reason... us, us. Sorry, Pete, just to round that off. Uh, yeah. I feel like us chucking away half our picks for this season just to, um, just to appease Sydney to get pick seventeen. I don't think we'd be a hundred percent happy with that. Uh, so I think Sydney need to uh, be realistic. And at the end of the day, uh, like you said, Pete. The Bulldogs are going to take that off off the table in a couple of days. 
and uh, then we're back to square one. I think, the, and the, one of the reasons why I really was keen for Macca to just run through that that list status um, was that my gut feeling is is that Sydney will be sitting back and will sit back for longer because I think that what they're eyeing off is splitting us splitting pick four, um, and particularly with a side like Richmond. Yeah. So. You know, the, the 4.23 for 7.15 kind of scenario, which gets them 15, or they'd probably argue for the pick seven. But the reason why I was keen just to talk about the list is because I'm just wondering whether, you know, how that's going to sit with our pick four. And you, you hit the nail right on the head, theme. You know, are we going, are we in a position where we're just not going to go down that path of splitting the pick? Mm. Because the list tells us that really what we want to do is upgrade butts and keys can't believe that Ben Keyes is on the rookie list or Geordie Butts. You said to me now, who are the five most important players on our list? Yeah, there are two of them. Two of them right there. So that's astonishing, really, for a start. And so I guess what I'm trying to get to is that if we're looking at upgrading Keyes and Butts, then maybe, you know, you, you, you took the words out of my mouth, in that maybe we're only looking to you know, have one or one pick, and so maybe from a list perspective, we're just not going to we're not going to do this. And we've talked about it before, haven't we? On TNL, we've talked about the splitting of the picks. Yeah, we thought that might happen. I think that Reedy's been pretty strong on the fact that we're going to keep pick four. I don't think they're going to split it. I, I, and I and I wonder if we're not going to split it because of the fact that we're looking at upgrading butts and keys. Yep. Well, I wouldn't be surprised if we did split it though. Um, because it is a not a bad solution in the sense that we could still have... A, if you look at where we're sitting with pick four and the players that go before uh, pick four, the player that we would really be interested in uh, up to pick four is Finn, Finn Callahan, right? Yep. He's not going to be on the table at, at pick four. So... If we... Sp- I, don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't necessarily subscribe to that, Maka, but play on. Um, like, that's just what I'm thinking. That I think he'll be gone. Uh, at- he may well be. He may well be. But I think that there's still a chance, and I reckon yeah. we're still angling. And I think that plays into Reedy's comments about the fact that we're not scared off um, by, you know, we, we want to take the best talent. Yeah. I think that was a pointed remark because of the beverage relationship. And I, I just wonder whether we're thinking that GWS and Gold Coast might be doing something more in the tools and that and that Callahan might slip to us. Sorry, just that just... Yeah, there, there is a, a vague possibility of another trade. Um, I mean, Richmond 7-15 is the obvious one to go for, and uh, if, we, if we do split it, and uh, we, to me, I worked out in, in terms of uh, what I think is a fair trade, I, I thought he's probably, uh, Dawson, if, if, we were, if we were getting rid of him, not get rid of him, if he was going and leaving us, I think we'd want to run about at least pick 15 for him. And uh, so that's one of the reasons why if we were to um, uh, split pick four, get seven and 15 from Richmond, and they are very anxious to get down low, um, I would think that would solve a lot of problems in the sense that they could have pick 15 and we have pick seven. There, there is one vague possibility. And Hang that, on, just before um, you go on with that, Macca, let, let's just be, let's just, turn this around the other way what yep. you're basically suggesting is that you're prepared to pay 
pick 15 and a three pick downgrade from four for Jordan Dawson. Uh, I and would I'm, be if that, no, if no way. If that, if, that, if you know, if we if we didn't want to use the PSD, well, then we'd have to do something like that. There's no way, Macca. Uh, Geordie's a good player, um, but there's no way we drop from three to uh, four to seven in a in a fairly even draft after the top three or four. Um, and also give away another top 15 pick for Jordan Dawson. Not going to happen. No, I'm just saying that if we were... I don't know whether Adelaide want to be known as the club that uh, always goes to the PSD after having done it last year. um, That that doesn't factor into it. You don't don't do that sort of a deal to be seen as good blokes. You just don't. It, in in my opinion, given that the fella's uncontracted, given that we have the, the leverage of the PSD, given that we have come out and said we want top-end talent at, with pick four, um, given that we've shown that we're prepared to give away our lower picks to the Bulldogs to get pick 17, which means that we don't really seem to have any interest in trying to offer something to Gold Coast for pick three... That I, to me, all the signs say that we're sitting on four and we've tried to do the right thing by Sydney by getting up to 17. Um, we have. And to me, if, if, I'm, if I'm playing poker with Sydney and I've just, and I've just shown my hand at 17, I'm, I, that's me done. That's me done. Take it or leave it, Sydney, because what else do they want? Uh, look, you know... Yeah, if I can just um, make a just to, I guess, brief you on some of the discussions we've had on TNL leading up to this, and one of the things that we we talked about a lot was you know not to get tied up in the number of the draft pick. Yeah. So we we talked about you know let's go and knock on Hamish's door and say look you know if we were to to trade back uh, you know as a result of the Dawson trade you know are you satisfied? Are you satisfied with, you know, if we trade it back from, as you say, from four to seven, is that going to be okay? Like, can you still get the kid that you want? And so let's not get anchored to, sorry to use a noble term, let's not get anchored to four if Hamish sort of says, well, yeah, actually, you know what, I can get who I want at seven. And so let's not, you know, get tied up in a number. But, and and now on this episode of TNL as opposed to others, I put a little button there because... We've heard from Reid, and and he's been really, really strong on wanting to keep that pick four. And so, um, I, I've been, and I'm sure Fiend has. We've been. I mean, we were talking, Fiend. We were talking weeks ago about saying, well, you know, if it's Dawson and twelve for four, uh, jo- uh, sorry, Dawson and twelve for four. Yeah. You know, we'll, we'll do it because, yeah. and, and but we did that with the right of that. Well, you'd have to, you'd, you'd have to get a clearance from Hamish and say. You know, is that going to work for you? Yeah. I think now where we sit is that we've had pretty firm comments from Reid in the media, and I my gut feeling now is that Hamish has said, no, I want that four because I yeah. reckon I know who I can get. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does make sense. Okay, and I only threw the other one in as a, 
a possibility. But um, oh, absolutely, Mackie. And we talked about that absolutely. And we were, you know, there was no way in the world that either Fina or I were wedded to pick four in trying to get the Dawson deal done. We weren't, and we we talked about it a lot. And yeah, it's yeah. only the fact it's only the fact that 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 Reed sent out the signals pretty strongly that you know they've knocked on Hamish's door and Hamish said no, that's not going to do. I I know who I can get it for, and I want who I can get it for. Yeah, well, and the other interesting thing too, of course, as Phoenix said, are quite uh, we we've been we've gone out of out of our way. We've actually engineered what we think is a fair thing and, and uh, it wasn't just pick 17 was it fine wasn't there some little extras added on to I, that I, i'm pretty sure there was a there was a pick in next year's draft i can't remember i don't know whether it was a second or third round yeah so i mean um in terms of reality no i guess if i was the guy that's doing the training i wouldn't do what i said um but uh what i'm saying if they did it i wouldn't be absolutely uh, shattered but um Common sense probably does say, look, we we put probably better than what we would probably get given to us if it was the other way around. So, yep. uh, so I think, yeah, we probably put our best uh, put out there, and uh, if they're not going to take it, well, then we just sit there and wait, and then they might have to come back and take twenty three and something else later. So, but uh, well, I think Fiend's right, and I think Fiend, what you're saying is that what what we're saying to Sydney is that is that is that, by, and we have an agreement with the Bulldogs. And so by 5 o'clock on Wednesday, it's 17. But at 5.01 on Wednesday, it's 23. That's right. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, no, that, that doesn't make sense. I think at the end of the day, look, we, we'll get him. The only question is, do you think that Sydney will stay, uh, hold their digs all the way through and we do go to the PSD? I think it would be... Do you... I, don't, I don't think it's a line-in-the-sand situation for Sydney. Uh, like you know, they're all terribly indignant, and rightly so. I mean, you know, he's a rising star. He's a, he's a good young player. Um, they've invested time into him. You know, he's ranked well in their best and fairest, etc., etc., etc. They'd be yeah. shattered. They'd be shattered to lose him. However, oh, that you know. However, having said all of that, are they really going to dig their heels in and go stuff it? We'd rather we'd rather get nothing than get pick seventeen. I, I just can't see it happening. I, I can't it see it make, happening. Well, it certainly doesn't make sense. But um, I know they'd be shattered because I've, been, I've watched every game this kid's played, and I can tell you he is going to be an absolute gun. He'll probably end up being the best best player in our team. I think. Yeah. Well, he's pro- he's already, well, he comes into our team probably in the top half a dozen without any any shadow of a doubt. But that's that's irrelevant, you know. Uh, I don't see the I don't see the Swans um, hanging on. Um, I'd be extremely surprised if they didn't take pick seventeen, um, with maybe something else chucked in uh, for good measure. Um, and it gives Sydney a pretty good hand at the draft. It gives them twelve and seventeen in the first round, which isn't too bad for a top six team to take those two picks into the draft. Um, you know, so uh, unfortunately, Sydney are going to be the losers in the situation. But I don't think we need to do any more to try and turn that situation around. Mm. I mean, it's just the reality of the situation. Just the same as we were caught between a rock and a hard place when Dangerfield, um, you know, returned to Geelong. We got we got stuff all for him. 
you know, the the bloke wins a Brownlow medal the next year, we get pick nine and Dean Gore for God's sakes. Um, you know, I mean, there there are inequities in the in this situation, and and you win some, you lose some, and we've lost plenty. Let's not forget that the Swans were quite happy to throw us under the bus for Kurt Tippett. You know, in the uh, in, in the last ten years, and you know that's a long time ago, but they were ruthless about that. They chucked Jesse White at yeah. us and picked twenty-one. Take it or absolute, leave it. Absolute classic failure. Yeah, that was talk about golfing rubbish. Um, but I mean, you know, you can't. Uh, that's a that's an illustration of you win some, you lose some. And unfortunately, Sydney and Sydney wouldn't find themselves very often. In fact, I can't think of a situation where they've found themselves on the losing end of a trade. And in fact, they've not got bad form in turning players around and keeping them when they've dug their heels in. And that's probably my biggest concern at the moment is that Sydney think that they're a chance to re-sign Dawson. Uh, they did it with Papley. They did it with Brian O'Keefe a few years ago where they couldn't work a trade. They didn't get what they want. And they managed to retain the player. That's actually my biggest concern. And, and quite a justified one as well because uh, Dawson has come out and and one of his conditions on signing on with Adelaide was that he that we gave fair uh, reward back to his uh, club he's come from. Yeah. And, look, I think that's probably the main driver for us going for the Bulldogs 17 because I, I, I think that, in reality, there, there were no reason, there was no real reason for us to budge off 23 under the circumstances. And a lot of people would think, well, why would we bother going to all that trouble to get, get them 17? I think it's as much about the, uh, the vision to Jordan to say, well, look, we think we've done something that's pretty reasonable. We've gone out of our way. We've sold picks to get up the order so that we can give Sydney something at least, you know, reasonable in the first round. Um, you know, so we've done all we can here. And I think that's not a bad exercise in itself. What do you think, Pete? No, absolutely right, mate. The other, and the other thing that, um, that uh, and I, I mean that genuinely, I'm not just sort of popping it off, that, that is a genuinely important thing that we've done because we've got to have him on board, particularly if you're going to say, look, we're going to, we're going to end up resolving this with the pre-season draft, which he won't want to do, of course, because it's a different situation this year. It's not like we have with Jacko Haightley. Um, where we had pick one and we can just say to him, look, we're guaranteed ironclad. We're going to get you at pick one, so don't stress. Okay? Yeah. We, you know, we can do all sorts of, you know, we, we all know we can also do all sorts of good things, but um, we've got um, North Melbourne, Collingwood, because Collingwood will rightfully cl- reclaim their pick two in the pre-season draft. So we've got North Melbourne, Collingwood and Gold Coast um, to get past before they get to pick four. Now, you know, do we say, look, it's 95% that we'll get him? Great. But let's not forget that what we're doing is putting him in, we're asking him to nominate in the open draft. Yeah. And we can put all sorts of little things in place to make sure that he does get to us, but it's still going to be uncomfortable. It's going to be an uncomfortable wait um, until we get to the PSD, and it's going to be uncomfortable, you know, a little half an hour to, uh, to make yeah. sure he gets to us. So yeah. I think it's important that we get, you know, we get him on board by saying that, you know, we're doing we're doing our best here. The other thing that came out in the media today was Port Adelaide. So there's just, now. Sorry, and, just before just before you go on, Pete, 
Um, those yep. in the chat, uh, all wave. We've had a nice little Swan supporter in here uh, crying about losing Geordie and you know all the rest of it. And he's had his fun, um, but I'm just clicking the band hammer right now. So say goodbye to Swan, everybody. Bye, Swan. <laughs> bye, yeah. Swan. Bye, Swan. See you later. Bye. Bye-bye. And Bye-bye. It's, and it's over. All right, Pete, sorry, go on. No, mate. So there were reports today about Port Adelaide becoming involved and Sydney, you know, talking about, you know, seeing what they can work out with Port Adelaide as well. So, you know, that's just another, I think, another little, you know, ploy that comes into it. And um, the interesting thing I think will be is is that they've, they've expressed interest with Laddams. I'm wondering whether we can get a some kind of three-way deal that sends Laddams and something to, um, to Sydney and we've sent something to Port. I'm not sure how, how that could work. It's possible. That's, uh, I guess, a, a potential. Yeah. Um, so, look, I mean, that's that's it as it stands. Um, we could go round and round in circles, but at the end of the day, I think it's pretty clear what the situation is. Um, you know, any thoughts, we might chuck in a Ben, pardon me, a Ben Davis or someone like that. Obviously, uh, um, both those lads out of contract, so we don't have a lot of oh. leverage there, but... Uh, well, the only, one, the only ones out of contract are O'Connor and Dave. So yeah. I'm sure we'd be glad to throw one in, throw in one of those, but I don't know that Sydney would actually take them. No. No. Anyway, so, I mean, that's that's to play out. I, I actually... Uh, No-one has actually said what the Bulldogs' deadline is, um, but you would think uh, their main... Western Bulldogs' main priority is obviously to get points for Darcy. Um, and that's where yep. we can help them out with uh, all our lower round picks. Um, but we're not the only team with lower round picks. And uh, there's a lot of other teams, I think, that would be quite happy with pick 17, I think. So um, <laughs> So we need to get our skates on. Um, but it's a good move by the club. I think it's good optics for Jordan. I think it's fair and reasonable for Sydney under the circumstances. Um, and uh, I, if I had to put money down, Pete and Macca, I would say that 17 gets it done. Yeah, I, I, I applaud, I applaud uh, Reedy and Kelly. I think that they've acted swiftly. I think they've acted in good faith. I think that you're right. The optics are good for the AFL and for Jordan. Yep. And I think that, um, you know, the time now is, you know, we've, we've made the running and we've made it early. And I think the time now is to sit. And I think it just plays into, and for what we've done, I think, you know, um, I guess just trying to sort of eke out what we've talked about since the start of the show tonight was that what they've done is is, is in line with our list management. Yep. And um, it, I think it's in line with what Reedy has said, that we don't want to do a lot, but we want to keep pick four. And there's not a lot of, you know, list space there. So there's not there's not the need for us to be, you know, splitting picks because we've got rookies to it, you know, to upgrade quite quite possibly and so I think that all fits in with what we're trying to achieve in terms of our list. Just one last scenario, um, how about if we do a deal with dogs for 17 and then we go psych and take Geordie at the PSD anyway <laughs> <laughs> Oh you beat me too, it, Pete, I was going to suggest that <laughs> uh, That'll be the last uh, trade we ever did <laughs> Yeah, I don't think the next one's going to be a long conversation, um, but it, it it's about um, Francis Horn. Is it, is it Francis Horn or Horn Francis? Because I've seen both written. 
Horn Francis. Horn Francis. Horn Francis. Yeah. Um, watching that kid play for South Adelaide in that preliminary final, seriously, he he is probably the best junior I've seen for a long time in the sense that he, some of his moves were ablatesque. He, he just reminded me he, at times he's got a danger field look about him and other times he's got an ablet look about him. And, um, would you... I know North Melbourne probably won't do the trade. They keep saying that they will look at offers, but they'd have to be very, very good. Would you consider giving pick four our first rounder and um, Mackesee offered that for, for uh, Jason Horn? Without blinking. Yeah, I, and the only question I'd sort of put for that is that do you, do you want to be... Do you want to be the list manager that traded away Jason Horn, and 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 how history would judge you? I, I I would say not, and I just I I can't imagine that you could. Yeah, you know, there's really very very little I think that you could go to, um, to Northwood that that would get that done. I think the time the time for Jason Horn was against Hawthorne. Yes. Yeah, uh, late late this year, um, and a couple of other games maybe that was the time. Um, to be talking about Jason Hall when it's a it was a fairly cheap cost, to be honest. Yeah, and I think that you know I think that that I think those days I think it's gone, Macker. To be honest, I think you're now looking at best Callahan maybe if um, if GWS or Gold Coast are going tolls. Uh, but other than that, I think it's probably going to be Ben Hobbs, um, you know, um, or, or maybe Josh Ward. So they're the kind of guys that we're probably going to end up getting. I think I think or maybe Gota, Josh Gota. Will be a bolter from Calder Cannons. Yeah, um, they've, they've said they wanted speed and power ahead of the ball, so you know he's one of those that would you know would, would fit that bill. So I, I, I think that Horn's gone, Macca. We just have to sort of wave goodbye and wish him luck, and and he, he will never come. You know, if he if he gets traded back to Adelaide, it'll be the Port Adelaide, and because he's got those connections with Fabian, so I think we just now have to wave goodbye and just enjoy watching him play. We had our chance. And we've, we've blown that, so... The Hawthorne and North Melbourne game, yeah. Well, the Hawthorne game, really, because the North Melbourne game, we would... It was... Like, we needed we needed to be even on points with North. Yes. Um, you know, and that was a Hawthorne game. And, uh, you know, I mean, we've done this to death, so I won't wrap it on about it, but it... Like you said, Mac, uh, you watched Jason play in, in the final series for Glenelg. Um, possibly, uh, uh, sorry, for South, possibly South's best player in that losing preliminary final. We're talking about a kid who has played two seasons of SANFL and he's 18 years of age. And he's, what did he get? 23 touches, 11 yeah. contested possessions and three goals three in a preliminary final against men... I mean, that's outstanding. I don't think you would actually find, in certainly in the in AFL history, uh, a better game of AF, uh, of eighteen year old football at senior level. Do you? I don't think there. No. Was, I, don't, I can't think of a better performance by an eighteen year old kid. There, there were two incidents of incidents uh, in that particular game where I thought myself Ablett straight away, and that was. Ablett was the master of this, where the ball's at the feet and they've got his non-coming player. He, 
you grab the ball, if you try and stand up, you're going to get tackled. If you try and break past, you're going to get tackled. But from the, in a crouching position, from picking the ball up, he's managed to spot a player to his left-hand side 20 metres away. And from that crouching position, he's put a perfect pass on that, on that person's chest. And uh, he kicked a goal in a similar, fa- in similar fashion where he had picked the ball up and he's almost in a, in a half crouching position. He's kicked a 40-metre goal snap. And I thought, yeah. this, he's a freak. That, that's Ablett stuff. But he, here's a kid that um, has known for probably all season that he's, he's in the conversation for pick one. He knows that he's on show in a, in a SNFL final series. Um, you, could, you could forgive him for actually wanting to preserve his body to make sure that he has a good start to his AFL career. Um, someone needs to send Razor footage or else I'm going to ban him um, just for being a dickhead. We're allowed to talk about this shit, mate. Um, and, um, and he's still able to produce that performance under all that pressure. As a kid, uh, he's going to be a genuine superstar. Genuine superstar. And... The disconnect between list management and team strategy, unfortunately, uh, is going to leave us missing out on one of the best players of the decade, in my opinion. And I'm in the same camp as you, 100% there, Fiend. Something I will just uh, chip chip in with, um, and I know we've we've talked about Jason, I just did want to chip in with... um, Nazaya Wanganeen Miller's performance in the Reserves Grand Final on Saturday. Um, so, Glenelg uh, winning the Reserves Grand Final, and Nazaya coming up with 19 possessions, seven tackles, and three clearances and a goal. He was considered to be one of the you know, three or four best players on the ground. Yeah. Really, really great performance. And Nazaya has come from the clouds. He'll, he, I reckon he'll be close to a top 10 selection in that probably that 9 to 12 kind of bracket. Do I you think. reckon he's yeah. got that high, yeah. Pete? I, I, you know, I, I honestly, wow. I reckon he's going to go that high, and um, that's just not my feel for him. He's still going to be too um, low for us with our pick four. Yeah, he's, you know, pick him there, but he's going to be a great pick up for someone. Yeah, you're quite right, Pete, because he that he generated a lot of interest uh, in that uh, in that particular game that you're talking about. You he just showed off a lot of his class and. Uh, and I think he jumped from being about an 18 to 20 to up, up to around about the 10 mark. Yeah. So, sorry, I'll just give him a shout-out because it was a really great performance yeah. that tops off what's been a great two or three months for Nuzai. Uh, it certainly has. The back end of his 2021 <clears throat> has been outstanding. And, uh, you know, if he goes that high, uh, uh, you know, good luck to him. It's a, it's a reward for effort, really, isn't it? Mm. Yep. Well, Pete, yeah, you know, you, you know a lot about the youngsters. Um, let's say we uh, manage to do the Dawson deal and we do it properly in the sense that they actually take pick 17 um, and we've got, we've got our pick four and we're not really, we're, actually, we're probably only going to be concentrating on one player in this draft in the sense of one good player in this draft and the rest might be uh, either used to uh, upgrade rookies or a, late, a later pick because we're not going to have a lot of picks. Um, who is the... Well, I know what our needs are. We really need that uh, fast-breaking, quick mid out, uh, from the centre. Um, who who fills that bill from where we sit? 
I reckon one of the bolters um, uh, could be Josh Gota, a quarter cannons player, and I just he's he's a he's like a one I think he's at like a one ninety one ninety two centimeter mid, and incredibly explosive and athletic. Um, not particularly great on this, you know. He's not like a Paddy Parnell spearing kick, and uh, <laughs> I don't you know I don't say that. Um, Mildly with Paddy Parnell because I know he's in our you know reserves on the rookie list. He is one of the best kicks you'll ever see. Um, he's not that highly kind of skilled type of player, but he just fits. I was just, I, I, my ears tweaked up to what Reedy said that they want they want power and pace forward of the ball. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and so Goder is is that kind of player. Whereas if you if you look at it like a Hobbs or a Ward, who are players that are being talked about at five or six. There you sort of the, you, you know you're 180 183 kind of inside bids um, just don't seem to fit with what Reedy was talking about. But that's why I asked the question because um, so I, just, I, just, I reckon you'll see a couple of bolters. Are, you know, I mean they're, they're already starting to talk now about Mac Andrew being a bolter. So he's your 200. He's basically your Riley Phil Thorpe of this year. Um, he's your 200 centimeter. Um, he was in a Melbourne NGA, but. Won't get, won't get anywhere near the demons. He'll go, you know. I mean, they're talking about him potentially now with GWS's, you know, Gold Coast second or third pick. And you've got then Josh Gibkes, who is you would think is a top, you know, maybe a sort of a seven, eight, nine kind of pick. But those two teams are reportedly, you know, have spoken about you know needing tools, not necessarily mids, and so, you know. It just opens the door as to whether a kid like Callahan. I think that's. I think that's the guy that we want. I, I really do think that's who Hamish wants. Yeah. And I think that they. I think I really think that there's been a lot of publicity about the fact that, you know, he's his mother is Luke Beveridge's cousin, and that he's a mad Western Bulldogs fan, and so there's all this sort of you know drama about you know well we can't pick up Callahan because he's a flight risk and he's your classic you know metro kind of. You know, I heard him interviewed and he's talking about oh you know. It's been okay through COVID because I've got a gym in my house, and you know, so he's kind of your, you know what I mean? <laughs> he's your classic private school kid um, yeah. in Melbourne. He's obviously set up, you know, pretty comfortably there, and so. But I think that really just, you know, sent the message that that we're going to back our system in, and we're going to take, you know, whoever we think the talent is. So that the little signals that really gives uh, just says to me, and you want that sort of, you know, that I just don't think we're looking for that inside sort of Hobbs Ward tight midfielder, to be honest, Macca. Is that no, sorry it's a bit of a long, long long answer. Well we've so got those yeah, we've, yeah, we've got watch for a bolter in maybe someone like Goda, um, who is is that kind of player. Or watch for us I think that's why we're reportedly trying to get to three. Um, you know, because I think that we you know, maybe we've got some intel that, that, that Callahan may may slip to three. And what and watch us just back out you know, back mixing into Get a kid like Callahan and retain him. Well, quite rightly, I think you're quite right about the uh, we are, we are after pick three. We would like to have pick three because that's probably <laughs> where, where Callahan's going to going still going to be available. Um, and un- unfortunately, he may well go at pick three, and that's probably why we're trying to get him because uh, well, you know uh, Horns goes, he goes one, um, and GWS I think <laughs> have uh, they're going to take a tall player. Um, so that that does leave Callahan at three. 
Or, or do Gold Coast take a tall as well? Because they've got no key defenders, Macca. Yeah, so that's you've got, what I'm thinking. Gold got, Coast take. You've got Gold Coast take uh, a key defender. You've got Gibkiss. You've got Gibkiss, who's the outstanding key defender, you know, intercept defender of the draft. Right. Yeah. Gibkiss has been talked about as maybe a six, seven, or eight, you know, kind of pick. And you know, uh, you know, does this become a needs-based sort of draft where, you know, Gold Coast say, well, we, you know, we desperately need a key defender in the same way that we took Mackesee. Um, yeah. and, or, and do they think they can trade back to get Gipkiss, which then opens the door for us to get pick three? Yeah. So, you know, there's the... And, and, and there's a lot of talk about the moment about GWS being heavily into MacAndrew. Yeah. Well, could he, bolt, could he bolt to pick two? It's possible. So they're the things that I'm sure that are, you know, the machinations that are going on behind the scenes. And I think... think that there's got... The, We've got to have some sniff at it, Fane or Emaka, because otherwise we wouldn't be so strong about hanging on to that pick four. Do you think well, we that are made, in that any cool. way still having a look at Gold Coast pick three? I'm, I'm sure that's still on the table. Yeah. It'd have to be a play so now, though, wouldn't it? Have to be so pick what, four on a player, you'd think? Um... Well, what about even uh, GWS and uh, Himmelberg, uh, four and Himmelberg to GWS for two? Yeah. No, GWS haven't given any kind of indication at all that they, they're giving away. I think that Himmelberg is a Queensland. I, I wouldn't worry about the brotherhood combination. I, I'd be more thinking that, you know, potentially Elliot could go back to Queensland, which is where he comes from, for pick four and Elliot. Because you, you know, Gold Coast screaming for a key defender, a key forward. Would you do um, pick four plus uh, a swap of twenty twenty two first round picks for pick three? I reckon they would do it if they could get Callahan, and I think that Gold Coast. You'd probably back yourself, wouldn't you? The Gold Coast is not going to be a great pick. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I'd do it. Yeah, yeah I'd do it. Yeah, so you'd think we're we're finishing about twelfth to fourteenth, Gold Coast probably finishing fourteenth to sixteenth. You'd think. Um, and even if they finished, even if they finished a bit higher, Fane, you know what I mean? Like even if you're talking one or two spots, really, have you have you lost out that much, really, and got no. the player you wanted? Yeah, yeah. Um, I that might be that might be something that they might be able to look at with Gold Coast pick three. It's what what they might do next year is. Uh, uh, a player plus a pick swap, perhaps. I don't know. Yeah, um, lots possible. to play out there. Lots to play out there. Um, do you just rounding that off? Do you would you take a chance on one of the uh, Western Australian lads? Uh, uh, Erasmus to me looks really good. Um, mm. And there's another lad that just escapes me. Johnson. Johnson. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I think it was. Johnson. He won the Johnson won the medal in the Colts yes. Grand Final. Yes, that's right. Both big bodied, uh, which is what I like about him. One ninety two, and the Western Australian boys struck me as just big overall, didn't they? The two games yeah. we watched them. Uh, I reckon Erasmus would, would. Yeah, I'm glad you reminded me of him because I reckon he'd be right in the frame, Erasmus, because he is that yeah. he is that exactly that player that Reddy's talking about. The only thing that worries, I mean, it does worry me, and look, it's the same thing with Callahan, really, is that 
Where, where's Erasmus been? Mm. He's, he's had a court, he had a cork thigh about two months ago. Yeah, he's not suddenly. You know, he's, he's hasn't been a, like. Can you if you can find vision of Bill Erasmus, then you're better than me. Yeah. He has been the most hidden player that you you just cannot find vision of him. He, he doesn't turn out for West Australia. He just you can't find vision of him. Yeah. You just don't know what he's doing, and you can't tell me that there's not some skullduggery there over in the West. I reckon he's been he's been hidden, and that then just immediate alarm bells with the fact yeah. that if he's if, and I'm just look, I'm just you know I'm just these are probably you know crazy allegations, but if he's if he's a part of that, if he's happy to sort of just pull out of state games and because you know I'll free you know. It says, well, look, you know, you, you drift and then we will pick you. Well, then do you really want him if he's that? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But he is that, he is that kind of player that we, could, that we would be looking at for sure. Yeah. Yeah, uh, your mate, Swan's back again. Yeah, that's right, not for long. Johnson's probably, it's a bit, of, it's a bit higher pick for Johnson, I think. He, he, he should be a top 20 pick, I think, top 20, top 25, but I don't think you'd be taking the pick four. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I, I I'm with you, Peter. I think there's still a little bit to play out with the Gold Coast pick three. I think, you know, I I keep wavering on that we're just going to sit on four, and then that pick three actually looks a bit tantalising because I, I would I would be far more comfortable in getting Callahan at three than four. Although I think we're still a fifty fifty chance at four. Yeah, I'm in the same boat as you've been. I'd love to have three because then you know that you're going to get Callahan. Oh, I think that's the only reason we do it, Fiend. I don't think we do it if we if if we think that we're not getting Callahan, then I think that we don't do it. Yeah, because you're back into Hobbs Ward. Yeah, yeah. That and, territory, and you could get Goda. You could probably get Goda at eight, nine, or ten. Well, and see, this is the thing. This comes back down to the discussion we were having the other day, Peter, isn't it? That if you don't think you're going to get the play you want at four, then what's the harm in doing the doing the uh, the split? We're back into that, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So that's why you know when, and I know we've come full circle, but when we're right at the start of the show, when we're talking about Reedy, you know, coming out very very strongly saying we're holding on to that pick. Yeah. Just tells me that we've knocked on Hamish's door and he just said no, don't want to split. Yeah, yeah. Now I upgrade, just to... upgrade keys and butts. Yeah, yeah. Um, now I just want to say, Razor, he's already Razor Ray. He's been a strong supporter of the of the podcast, both on Sunday night and on Tuesday night, as you uh, you two well know. But he's giving me the shits about Jason Horn, and now he's come out and just rubbed a bit of salt in by going the Steelers have lost to my Packers. Me being a Steelers <laughs> fan, of course. Razor, you're on thin ice for a seven-day ban, mate, and I say that with all due respect. I think he just likes pushing my buttons. Anyway, look, mm. I think that's about as much speculation as we can squeeze in um, yep. at the moment. And considering it's a fairly quiet period for... Um, for Adelaide this trade period, there's still a lot to talk about with the Geordie situation. Um, I have uh, updated my little uh, list of of our squad, and I think maybe next Tuesday we might actually go through that a little bit. 
But I just wanted to um, point a couple of things out to you um, before we go. If you have a look at our midfield group, uh, what was I going to say? No, I've lost what I was going to say. That's useless. I won't even cover it. We'll yep. cover it next week when I think about it. Um, well, just one thing before we do go, thing. Burgess, uh, yeah. we should we should make the point that uh, he is out officially with the club. And listening to the guy talk, he's talking about he wants to be with Adelaide Football Club for virtually the rest of his career. He wants to settle down on Adelaide and uh, make this club the best club he can possibly can. And I'm sure that uh, players like Fogarty are shivering in their boots. Well, the thing that came out today, I think, was, I think it might have been today, was that uh, he's been engaged to help design uh, the news facility. Um, I saw that. It eventually comes on. Um, so that indicates massive buy-in as far as I'm concerned. He's not here on a two-year hiatus. He's uh, here for good. Yes, and I, and I think he, uh, he'll he be a great, great asset for uh, our team because... Um, we've never really had somebody of his quality uh, getting the team ready. And, I mean, he's an international quality person. Uh, no, I think a lot of people undersell Nick Poulos. I think Nick Poulos had, had us in good nick, Pete, um, during that uh, early to mid noughties period. No, um, no question about it. He was good nick. And uh, he's gone on to have international gigs as well, Mac looked after the, the rugby sevens in a, for a couple of countries and I'm not sure whether he's still tied up with rugby now or whether he's back in the uh, back in the um, AFL game. But I, I didn't mind Nick's work. Uh, it was understated. Um, and uh, we mentioned earlier, of course, uh, uh, last podcast, uh, of course, Neil Craig had international sporting fitness he experience did. too, Mac. Yeah. Boys, I'm going to love and leave you. I'm uh, down on the south coast and I've got uh, a few things to do. So, um, Very good. Uh, good wishes to everybody and uh, we'll look forward to catching you all again next Tuesday night. That's just me done. Very good. Thanks, Peter. Cheers, guys. See you, Pete. Cheers, Macca. Good to, see, good to talk, Macca. Yeah. Now, Mac, did we want to have, now that um, Pete's gone, are you on time schedule? Because I'm not. <laughs> I'm never on a time schedule, mate. I only go to bed till about 2 a.m. Let, let's do a... Bloody swans, give me the shits. Um, let's do a bit of a, a, a list deep dive, shall we? Because um, it's interesting what we have um, in terms of our list structure at the moment, and I think it's worth talking about. Um, we have a look at our defence at the moment, Mac. You guys are just going to have to put up with Swam because I don't care anymore. Um, we've got a fair bit of uh, a fair bit of structure there already. We've got um, uh, Butts and uh, Murray obviously holding down the keys. And now is Nick Murray a rookie? Yeah, Murray is. Yes. Well, then we're one one higher than what we said. Then we probably have one wrong. We've got we've got six valid rookies at the moment. Hmm. Anyway, we'll talk about that in a minute. We got Butts and Murray as our keys. You would think. Uh, in terms of our third uh, 
defender we've got Duday now that Kelly's gone. Um, you take him across the back line, those two plus uh, in the pocket, you've got either uh, Brown or Jones. Jones probably more might even move up to the halfback flank, flank and uh, Brown back into his pocket. Yep. We've also got Josh Worrell, uh, who at 195 could play as that third um Third defender down back, not much shorter than uh, not much shorter than Geordie, and actually taller than Nick Murray, although not the same late. Um, I like and, Murray. I reckon he's raw, but he's I reckon he's going to be very good because he's fearless. Yep, yep. I like it. I like it too. Uh, I, do you know? I would like to see him pinch hit down forward on occasion. Well, he can. He's capable of it. He's certainly capable of it. Doesn't mind jumping at the ball. In terms of our running defenders, as you said, we've got uh, Brody Smith, uh, who uh, is a stalwart, of course. We've got uh, Paddy Parnell, possibly Wayne Miller, uh, Chase Jones, possibly Will Hamill, although I'm starting to fear for Will. Um, yeah, and- look, that... That concussion issue with him, I think, will eventually end his career uh, very prematurely, I think. Yeah, uh, yeah. I don't want to preempt anything. But, uh, yeah, and then, of course, we've got Lukey Brown at 29 years of age. And uh, Geordie Dawson, although I reckon he'll play up the ground, uh, he could also be ranked as a halfback. So, to me... He'll play wing. He'll play wing. Yeah. To me, Macker, in terms of our defence... And with Borlay sitting in the wings, who isn't a bad third tall option either with a bit more experience under his belt. Long term going to be good. Doesn't look like a bad defensive structure for the next five years, does it? No, what's interesting is you've gone through it and you've placed them and uh, there's a guy still not there called Mackesy. Yeah, well, I, he's on my list. But I have a feeling... Macca that um, well and the other bloke I didn't talk about is Frampton uh, I have a feeling that Fisher might end up being uh, tried at key forward and I think that's last chance saloon for Fisher to be honest with you and I think Billy's our break glass uh, third, <laughs> third key defender who might come in against the monster forward lines um, yeah so um when Frampton was in defence, there's parts of him that look good and there's parts of him, that, of course, that don't look good because the guy is not, he's not a top-notcher. But um, at times he looks like he could be, but then he'll just do that, a very poor effort that shows you that he's not. But, um, you know, who knows? He, he's not, he hasn't really played a lot of defence, so it'd be whether he develops into a good defender and, he get, you know, you see a lot less of those bad things. Uh, and he might be good, but um, but I think we've got so many options down back that it's going to be very very hard for anybody to say this is my spot, particularly the ones more on the fringe. Yeah, what are your thoughts on Luke Brown? Uh Brown is an unsung hero. When you really look back at his career, he really has been an unsung hero. You just don't notice him so much well he he does do he, he does his job he makes sure his man doesn't get a lot of the ball um i thought that he uh last year the season just gone or the one before that that he just was starting to look like he's a little bit more vulnerable so he might be getting towards the end of it um uh, but 
Yeah, he was also carrying an injury at the time too, so it's probably yeah, not fair to judge. Yeah, and so he's not. Look, if he's one hundred percent fit, he is still very good. Agreed. Right. If we have a look at our forward line, a squad of forwards, I should say. Uh, it's quite interesting. Uh, now, I've, I've left um, Brampton there for now, but we've spoken about that. I think him and Macassie are interchangeable. In terms of our tools, we've got uh, Philthorpe. Yes, and we've he's got definitely. Himmel, Himmelberg. Yep. And that's it. Fogarty. He's not a tool, Mac. Oh, sorry. Okay. He's not a tool. You could probably put, um, in fact, uh, Gallant. I'll put Gallant in there. I'll just just let me change his. Because he's a definite forward. Uh, so, Lockie 191, he's shorter than Darcy, so I don't class him as a tool. So. We really, if you look at our forward line stocks in terms of our keys, it's still a bit light. Because I don't oh. think that I don't think that Riley ends up being a key forward for us. That's my gut feel. Riley Philthorpe, uh, he'll not not on his own. It always in conjunction with somebody like a, a Fogarty or a Walker alongside him because you, you need the the contrast of the type of players. And uh, Bill Thorpe showed that he can play that role. I mean, in his first game, he's kicked five in his first first game. And, you know, he tied as the season went on and he had a little bit of ruck work as well. But um, um, Burgess has said that uh, Phil Thorpe is going to be one of his special projects uh, to get him to be the very best he can be. And that's and what I'm saying. He's not going to be a key forward. Or he's not going to be a traditional key forward. No, but he'll spend probably the majority of his time up forward with a little bit of a run on the ball. Or at times you may move him up on a wing and all that type of thing. So I understand what you're getting at. He's, he's uh, ground playing and his versatility is such that you can actually play him in any position, really. Yeah. Uh, I still think we need another tool up forward. Um, pending on... I mean, we've, we've, we've got Himmelberg at 24 years of age who's played 27 games. We've got Frampton at 20, nearly 25 years of age, who's only played 18 games. We've got Fisher Mack, who's played bugger all games, who's a bit younger. And then we've got Thilthorpe, uh, who's not even 20 yet. Our tall forward stocks are still a bit of a worry, in my opinion. Um, and, you know, Riley's going to be something special. I don't think there's any, any worry about that at all. Um, but uh, our forward line, in terms of our tools, is interesting. And then you have a look at the mid-size. We've, we're probably going to get one more season out of Tex, maybe half a season. Yep. Um, we've got um, Darcy, who hopefully becomes the mainstay in terms of our mid-size that uh, we're all looking for. Yeah, I, sure I think it, he will. It must be a slow day in Sydney for this dickhead to continue to come onto our cast when he's not even a Crow supporter. Like well, it must he's be not. terribly 
terribly slow day. Oh, we can look at this way, Fiend. He's uh, finally realised this is the quality uh, podcast to listen to. Yeah, no, I don't think so. Um, so anyway, let's continue. Um, so we've, we've, got, we've got Tex, we've got um, Darcy, we've got Lockie Gallant, um, you know, and then you could throw in, in terms of medium-sized forwards, Shane McAdam. Um, and at this stage, although he hasn't played there for ages, uh, Benny Davis. But our, our forward line needs some work still. I wouldn't be totally surprised if, if, um, if there's a shock trade uh, out of the Crows prior to the end of the trade period, it would be McAdam. Um, I don't think his heart was really in it very much last year. Mm. Um, and he's a Western Australian, and uh, it will. I'm not saying it will happen, but I wouldn't be totally surprised if there was an offer and a trade for him. Yeah, I've been saying similar, Mac, for a while, uh, but it's been very, very quiet on McAdam. Um, so uh, if I, I think if there was a trade, it wouldn't amount to very much. Um, no, but one thing about the Crows is, you know, in recent times, you know, they, they're like a bank with their vault. You can't get it open. They, not, not much gets out. Yeah, but the, uh, like when you're talking about two teams involved, the other club will generally make some noise and... Uh, <clears throat> pardon me, or the or a manager will get on or, you know, some journo will, um, you know, hear a whisper and come up with it. But I've, I've heard absolutely nothing on Shane. So I think I think he stays. Uh, you know, I wouldn't even care if he got delisted, but he, I don't think that'll happen. Um, totally, totally lacked passion last year. Fain, he, he just, yeah, 100%. He really let us down badly. 100%. Uh, he's going to have to find something. At his best, he's mercurial, but uh, we don't see much of that. Then in terms of our midfield, Mac, um, you know, it's a bit of a mixed bag. If you're talking about inside midfielders, uh, we've got obviously Matty Crouch we've re-signed. Uh, we've got Benny Keys, who's a, yeah, a little bit inside out. Um, Lukey Pedler would probably be an inside player once he gets going Ronan O'Connor if he stays on the list as an inside player um, you know Sloney I'd be looking to go forward and maybe that's a bit of an answer in the short term uh, up forward Mac Sloney to a half forward flank oh, it has to be if we're going to give you know we're going to give uh, uh, the young boys a real running through the midfield Sloane can't be there yeah, no, I agree. Um, you know, we've got uh, Braden Cook, who at the moment is sort of a half-forward flank prospect, but I wouldn't mind seeing a little bit more of him up around the wing. Gee, I really like the look of Cook. I really think he's one that could develop into a really, really classy player. He's he really I impressed agree. me. Yeah, uh, yeah I, I like him. I think he I think he's a must to be uh, playing every week to develop him, in my opinion. Yep, agreed. Uh, we've got Jack Hately, who's an interesting one. Um, didn't set the world on fire in his first season with us, um, but uh, talk of him having OP, uh, which slowed him down a bit. Um, so he's got it all to play for uh, in the coming well, season. I'm sure. I'm sure he did the the stupid thing last year and played with injury because um, he he was 
in his very first year that when he was up at GWS, he played, he played in those two years there. He was much, much a better player than what we saw uh, this year. And also, he looks even slower than when he was up at GWS. So I think you're right about the OP, and it was probably worse that he let, in, uh, that he let on. And look, I know what... From experience, you play with injury and you let yourself down, you let the team down and you really let your image down. So I, I tried that once when I was playing and I got caught out by the coach when at training when he got me against the biggest, fattest ruckman and made me have a sprint against him and I couldn't beat him. Mm-hmm. And because um, I was, you know, because I was playing with, with injury and um, it, and you just, it's, it's such a pointless exercise. You're just better off to take the break and get yourself right. Yeah, but in modern football, it's not all up to the footballer, and you've got medical staff that that provide the coaches and selection staff with information, um, and uh, a lot of these medical staff uh, have the opinion that if it's not going to get any worse, you might as well play. And yes, uh, they do. Yeah, and it w- wouldn't surprise me at all if they've assessed Jackson and gone well. It's not going to get any worse, so let's keep him out on the park and try to keep some match fitness up. But what we have seen as a result is a very mediocre year from Jackson. He'd be disappointed with it, and let's hope he can get himself right to give it a really good crack next year. Um, You know, Harry's the obvious um, one there that looks like he's just about to burst at the seams uh, in terms of breaking out. but again, it's a bit of a mixed bag in the in the midfield. Probably not as broken as our forward line. I think there's some good parts there, um, particularly if you sh- if you throw Jordan Dawson into that mix as well. Um, oh, his delivery this year into the, into the uh, Sydney forward line. He he played the first half of the year at halfback, and halfway through the year they moved him on, onto the wing. And gee. He set up some goals with his beautiful passes. He's got great vision, and he's a beautiful foot kick. Yeah, he he will be very good for us. Can you see him actually running through the midfield rotations rather than just on a wing, Mac? Yeah, no, he'll have a, he'll he'll get his turn in there as well. Uh, yeah. he he's as I said, he's six foot four, but he's very yeah. very mobile. Yeah, he's a good player. Okay, so um, I think the one that I'm most interested in is Matt Crouch. We've signed him on a low-ball two-year deal. Uh, he seems to be surplus uh, in terms of that position. He offers experience, obviously, and his quality. I mean, he's one of best and fairest. He's been an All-Australian, um, so he's no slouch. Um, but, gee, we haven't seen much good from Matty for a couple of years now. Um you know, and Again, another one that played with OP, uh, which always never ever does gets a job done. Yeah, yeah. Um, so we see. So if we're trying to work out who our starting midfield is next year, who, who do you think is attending the first centre bouts next year? Is it? It's surely not. And I can't believe this, but I've left Roy Laird out. <laughs> I don't know how he's not no. on this list, but Laird is in there, obviously. Well, Look, so, uh, so starting, which should be, it should be, and I'm not saying it will be, but it should be, uh, Lady, uh, mm. Keys, and Schoenberg. Mm. Because we need, I mean, he is the up and coming midfielder that's got, got Dash, and he's also got 
great vision and disposal coming out of those situations as well. And uh, the other two are grunt players, absolute grunt players. So, and that's the problem we're having. We've also got to get games into Berry and Peddler next season, Mac. Yeah, but they don't. Um, sorry, Schoenberg won't be there all the time. That's why I'm saying slow to a half forward flank because I'm trying to make a spot there so that there can be a rotation of these younger players through there. Yeah, but I I don't think Berry and uh, Pedler are the players to rotate with Harry because they are more inside. Berry, Berry and uh, Peddler are more the rotation options for Keys and Laird, to be perfectly honest with you. Yeah, I'm just looking in, in, the, in the chat there, 1990 Crow with his likely 22. It, it's not a bad looking lineup, Ben, when you look at it. No, but that's, that's why I've isolated it into parts because you can throw names on a sheet like that and they all look good, but when you break it down into parts, it really exposes us in the forward line, in my opinion, and it still well, shows. It still shows that we're lacking pace in the midfield. Uh, Geordie Dawson helps that. Um, you know, uh, we've got to put game like we have to see fifteen games out of a fit Luke Pedler next season. He was taken without our first pick last year, uh, and yes, he struggled to get on the park early because of injury and whatnot. We knew that, but we have to see twelve to fifteen games out of Luke Peddler next year. We also need to yeah. see we also need to see more games out of Braden Cook. We need to see more midfield minutes out of Sam Berry. And I guess what my question is is where the hell does Matt Crouch fit into all of that? And how can are, are we exposing ourselves if we're too young on the bench with blokes like Peddler and Berry and Cook, etc. Where does Matt well, fit in on all this? Well, it is difficult because, um, I mean, he, at his best, he's a, he's a quality midfielder, not of the type that we need uh, in to, in the, to sort of complement what we've got at the moment uh, because he's another one that doesn't move with lightning speed. Um, we, we really need that, if you liken it to American football, that quarterback that where they do the grunt work and then shoot it out and then that and the player that with the with the dash is off with it and that's the but type that's of player that we do. That's lead. Well, but lead's basically he's always under pressure when he's doing it mostly. So I'm yeah, talking the about thing, the ability. The thing when you see Petrarca like clearance out of the centre. Yeah, no, no, no. But that's different. That's that's power. That's not quarterback. Petrarca's a running midfielder. Same with Oliver. They're not quarterbacks. Um, Laird is the giver. Uh, ben Keys can do a little bit of that as well. Um, it's just that last season we didn't have anyone to give it to. It was and I guess the point I'm trying to make, Macker, is that we're still very one pace through that midfield. We are, and no, we I'm need, and yeah, and the unfortunately the kids that we've got to pull through, Berry and Peddler are also not speedsters. I mean, Barry's probably a bit deceptive. Uh, Peddler, we haven't seen enough of to really get a gauge, but they're both not renowned for out-and-out speed. So we've still, we're very midfield, uh, we're very inside midfield heavy, and I'm just wondering how we're going to get enough games into all these kids that are going to be our next generation midfield. And I'm talking about Barry, I'm talking about Peddler, 
I'm talking about, um, you know, um, Jack Haightley if he comes on, those lads. How are we going to get them into the rotation? Well, well, that is the problem because we've got, um, you could probably name six or seven people to rotate through them, mm. but none of them have got that dash that we're looking for. That's, well, that's, that's my point. We, we, we just don't have that player on our list. I mean, yeah. that player was really, really meant to be Jones, but he didn't have the confidence when he was doing, in the midfield. Yeah. Um, when he, Now he went, he's gone down back. It, you wouldn't take him away from there at the moment. You'd want him to play at least another season where yeah. he's really top of the world and uh, running high before you even thought about giving him another midfield chance. Yeah. So I, my personal opinion is that Matt Crouch isn't first 22. That's my opinion. I, I don't oh, think... He- I don't think he will be a starting midfielder in our best 22. Well, look, um, we'd have to be winning a lot of games for him not to be in the 22. No, I disagree, because it's not about winning games, Mac. Uh, no, I suppose in overall it's it's about improving the team as a whole. So um, I, I understand what you're saying, but I, I still think that he will be in the team. Hmm. If he's in the team, it keeps Sam Berry out of the team. It keeps Luke Berry out of the team. And that's a problem. That's a big problem. Well, it, it is, and, and it's going to be a problem anyhow. Uh, even if he's not in the team, there's going to be... We've got probably you know anything up to a dozen young players that are, are trying to get into that team, and you can't get them all in. That's going to be the problem, and they've mm-hmm. got to earn their... The, no, well, well, see, I, I don't, I don't agree with that. I, I think when you're in a rebuild, sometimes kids don't have to earn their spot. I think sometimes you've got to, you've got to trust kids in a spot. You know, I, I think there, there are times. Uh, Riley Thilthorpe was a classic. He, he didn't. His form in the twos was bloody shit. Really, he didn't do anything in the twos. He comes in and he kicks five on debut. I think. If you're going to commit to a rebuild and you're going to commit to moving forward, there's got to be a point where blokes like Sloan and blokes like Matty Crouch, um, you know, are no longer part of that first rotation. And I, you know, I think they signed Matty on a two-year deal because he, there was nothing on offer for him. Um, Correct. And, and I'm pretty sure. I mean, let's not forget Matt Crouch. Crouch hasn't played for a year. Right, and he didn't play a huge amount the year before. I don't think there's any case to be made for Matt Crouch to just walk back in and be first twenty-two. In my opinion, what does that say to a kid like Sam Berry who's busted his ass all year last year? Yeah, look, it is interesting, Fiend, and look, you might be right. They might go down that path. Um, Look, I think Nick's is all about improving the side for the long term. So um, I think with Crouch, though, I think if they do play him, it will be to get him into top form to uh, to get trade value for him when uh, when his contract expires. Mm. Anyway, it's an interesting uh, thing. My phone's decided to ring. Just bear with me. Shut up. Um, but we've probably crapped on long enough, Mac. And we can talk more. We can talk more in depth about the uh, 
about um, the squad in the coming weeks when we know a little bit more about uh, what's happening in trade and, and where we're sitting draft-wise. Um, you know, as we've spoken about with Pete early, lots to play out this week. Um, very interesting to see how the Dawson uh, situation pans out. Very interesting to see if we move on pick four. And uh, before you know it, it'll be over. Well, next Tuesday night, if I understand correctly, doesn't the uh, draft period finish about at 5.30 or something on the Wednesday? Yes. Yeah, so it's good. <laughs> well, I hope we're talking about the trade having gone through, not oh, wondering yeah. what's going to happen. Uh, I see, yeah, as much as we're all going PSD, PSD, I really don't want to wait until the PSD. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> Let's get it done, boys, we, shall we? It'll be, it'll be interesting next Tuesday because hopefully we might know something positive uh, and it, and hopefully it's all done. But, uh, yeah, it'll be an interesting conversation if it's Tuesday night. <laughs> we still haven't done the deal. Anyway, look, uh, we'll leave it there. Thanks to everyone who's joined us on Discord and also on YouTube, of course, um, and who's listened uh, live on the audio. Um, thanks to Peter earlier on for joining us uh, as well. Uh, we will be back next Tuesday night, Macca, um, for uh, another look at and uh, a bit of a wash-up and hopefully not too many more nerves uh, on Trade Week, and then uh, we'll see what happens from there as we move forward to the draft. But in the meantime, uh, thanks everyone for all your support and uh, we will see you next Tuesday night. Yep. Good night all. Night all.